Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an incredibly successful, prosperous, productive day today already so far. Lots of stuff going on today in the uh, current world we're living in. But one thing I wanted to give everybody a heads up on first at Health Masters, I've gotten a lot of phone calls and a lot of emails. And I was talking to Steve about this yesterday from people that are rightfully concerned about what is going on with Ohio and the toxicity that's starting to occur and spread through the rivers, through the water, and essentially a lot of questions that are not being answered due to this massive debacle that's happened up there. And it's it's sad and it's also very creepy at the same time of what occurred and how it was continually covered up and now we're starting to see a lot of this toxicity spread all around the country and now ironically enough there's this massive storm front and this snowstorm and everything that's been occurring up in the northeast and well actually the whole northern part of the united states and so now you're going to be seeing rain snow sleet hail whatever occurs around there with these storms and we're going to see some more wash off and the contamination that's starting to occur is not a joke it's definitely real dad talked about it in detail earlier yesterday on how this stuff spreads and how toxic it is to the body, and he broke it down to how small amount, even the smallest amount of you know exposure to a lot of this stuff, is very very bad. And you know I've had customers call in and emails about what are some of the main things you can do, what are the main nutrients you can take to kind of protect your body and also help detoxify your body. And I put together a very, very simple but yet extremely effective aggressive stack that I put on the front webpage yesterday, and it is called the Ultimate Toxin Support, essentially, the Toxin Protection Kit is what I put together as, and it is the N-acetylcysteine with the liver support and the iodine. And now these are all very key ingredients that we put together in here, and so you can look at it on the website along with the N-acetylcysteine, the alpha-lipoic acid, the milk thistle, the selenium. These are very, very specific ingredients that really help out with detoxifying the body and also promote the synthesis of, of glutathione glutathione supports healthy defense against toxicities, environmental pollutants, and other toxins. So again, look at that on the website. Really, really good kit. I put it on sale for over 12% off. Just to give people a heads up, if you have friends or family members or you or yourself think you might be getting exposed to some of the stuff that's floating around up there, it's definitely a good idea to try to at least take the basic precautions to give your body the raw nutrients it needs to protect itself against this nasty stuff that is essentially dropped on Ohio and who knows where else it's starting to spread to dad. What do you think about that? Honestly, Austin, you know, the supplement stack we put together is very, very important. If anybody can get that, they need to get it. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, I take those things every single day anyhow, but the thing about it is too, and I'm going to just give you a little heads up on this. Don't drink the water. I'm just blunt. Don't drink the water up there anymore. Uh, get one of our get one of our distillers. That's the best. Uh, we have it at the website. They're a little bit pricey. I know that. If you can't afford them, then go to your grocery store or even gosh, I can't believe I say this to a Walmart Supercenter. Ah, arg, and uh, and and get their their RO water. They probably have it for twenty five or thirty cents a gallon. I can't stand Walmart, so I say that. And, uh, and and get some, but you got to start. You can't be drinking tap water anymore. That's just that's done. That's over with. 
If you've enjoyed your tap water, which you shouldn't have been drinking anyhow, you're done. If you've enjoyed your well water, which you shouldn't have had because it's got all kinds of junk in it, now including this mess, uh, that's done. And uh, make sure you only drink purified water. The uh, Walmart water, any other store like that that will have a reverse osmosis water is good. Now, it's not as good as distilled, but it's real close. And so do that. You know, what I used to do up in North Carolina before we installed the distiller up there, I would have like 15 or 16 empty jugs of you know, glass jugs. You don't really want to put in plastic unless it's BPA-free. But I, had, I, built, I brought my 15 one-gallon apple juice jugs up there. And, uh, you know, and we basically filled them up at, you know, the, you know, the local place. Up there. I think they had Ingalls had it at one of the water machines. And we ended up basically using that water exclusively while we were in North Carolina. Though we were on a very good well, I simply didn't want to have any of the, the dissolved rock in the well. This is in there. So I mean, it's a calcium carbonate. I didn't want to do all that. So I, I made sure that I put that water into my body. I mean, think about it for a second. You, you're either going to use a filter or you're going to be a filter. That's it. <laughs> I'm just letting you, what do you think? The kidneys filter stuff. But the problem is some of the stuff builds up in the tissues. You can't get it out. And so it's really, really important that you understand that a lot of the stuff just doesn't need to be in your body at all, ever, 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 ever. You know, and so this is just part of what we do here at Health Masters. We try to help you. And obviously, you know, we don't make any money or support for the show at all when I tell you to go to Walmart or another place and get this type of water. But I don't care about that as far as that is concerned. You guys are my family. I pray for you guys every single day. And I want you to be healthy. And you just can't drink the water. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it just is what it is. This contamination is that big. And, and again, it shows the insanity of affirmative action. Here these rail cars came off. They came off the train, right? And these giant containers of this stuff were there. And nothing, nothing, nothing ruptured. They did as they were supposed to do in a derailment. They did not rupture in some absolutely affirmative action nightmare, decided to rupture the tanks and to burn the contents. I mean, I don't even – I mean, why didn't they talk, call the top EPA people in and say, what do we do with this, get the top scientists in and say, how do we handle this? And why did they not bring another tanker truck in and pump the crap from the doggone railroad train, train into another tanker and have it hauled off somewhere? And take in and have a proper facility for storage or for reuse or whatever they want to do with it. Why they have to rupture the tanks? Remember, the tanks did not rupture. They, the idiot who was there said, "Oh, before these tanks rupture, let's go ahead and drain them out here. Let's burn them." You know, look. you know. I, I remember years ago, I was, I was dealing with a car rental place, and the guy, you know, you know, I don't like dealing with people that have IQs the size of shoes, right? Like, like a ten or a twelve or whatever. But th- these guys. And you always wonder how they got to their positions of power and how they got to their positions of authority. You know, we have a we have a we have a, a, a hospital here locally, Sarasota General Memorial. It's consistently ranked as you know one of the worst places to work in the world. They have all these complaints all the time. It's and it's just it's basically you go there to get butchered, and um, you wonder how these people get to a position of authority and power. Even in hospital institutions like this, I mean, this this place is still using remdesivir for heaven's sakes. I mean, what's wrong with these people? You know, it causes immediately kidney drop within like the first few hours after you take this drug. And we've talked about it in length. So I'm not going to belabor that. But the, but the reality is that you know we have all these people that are out there that are just in a position of authority that are absolute morons. And and you got and you got to ask yourself a simple question. I mean, how do they get like that? A lot of it happened because of the university systems. A lot of it happened because of the Civil War. 
the Civil War was the absolute epitome of coming in and destroying a culture like they did with the South. We need to understand who they did and what they did. And you, know, you have to take a look at what happened with the you know, virtue signaling of the North and what happened in the South. I'm going I'm to cover this a little bit more about what happened. The vast majority of Southerners were not racist. They weren't. You know, this is even after the Civil War. Now, there were some out there. there I'm not going to say they're not because there were. But the South didn't survive the Civil War whatsoever because the entire culture has been changed. You know, remember what Robert Kennedy and John Kennedy did? That's one thing they did I didn't like. They relied on force, not persuasion, and lacked the patience for the changes that were occurring in the South to bring the desired result. The matter was suddenly urgent, and they started doing forced busing, forced this, forced that, forced this. And it really, really took a toll. And they developed you know, parent-teacher association meetings that had kept the discipline under control and standards were no longer basically possible. They were given long commutes that were being done now. You, know, you, you have a school a block away, but you can bus 20 by 5 miles away. You know, mixing of economic classes of all different behaviors. Power of Babel destroyed discipline and standards. You saw it happen over and over in the South. Then the South's second destruction was at the hands of Washington. It happened in different ways. The Southern universities would not even hire their own Ph.D. graduates. Yet instead they tried to gain northern approval by hiring the Ivy League, which had been completely infiltrated now by the Frankfurt School into cultural Marxism. They were hoping that some of the prestige of the Ivy Leagues would rub off. You know, if you currently still have a PhD from Harvard or Yale or Dartmouth or Brown, you know, you can get a job pretty much immediately in any southern institution, regardless of your approval or who you are. This is a perfect example is that my you know, my son Harrison just finishes, you know, his Juris Doctorate at Florida State University. And one of the professors there basically was a Ph.D. or whatever he had from Harvard, and they liked having the pedigree there. And this guy was such a weirdo. Now, mind you, he was very smart, but weirdo nonetheless. Most people with over 150-plus IQs, they, they're weird. They're just weird. They're a bunch of weirdos is what they are. They can't relate to anybody. This guy decided one day he was going to swim in the classroom. So he got on the floor and started swimming. And uh, you know, he's a Harvard guy, and, uh, and, I, and Harris sent me a video of it. And he said, he's swimming on the floor. Now, there's no water. There's no water. There's no swimming pool in the classroom. He's pretending like he's swimming on the floor. A few semesters earlier, <clears throat> he had stripped himself down, talking about what you owned and what you didn't own. He had stripped himself down to his underwear, almost went completely nude in the classroom. That got him so many complaints. They told him if you pull in a stunt like that, that he'd be fired. This is the crap that you get put into schools because these people have PhDs from Harvard or Yale or Dartmouth or Brown. It's just crazy. And you stop and you think for a second. You go, well, what are they teaching the kids? I mean, what are they teaching the kids about the South? What are they teaching the kids about all of this stuff? And you start to understand that they're teaching wrong stuff. You know, the, the, the Civil War supposedly was a war of states' rights. It became a war to free the slaves. Slaves, Important novels such as Gone with the Wind became forbidden works of racism along with Uncle Remus and Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. White liberals from these universities due to the Frankfurt School trying to destroy cultural – creating cultural Marxism. We covered this in detail on Tuesday. They started teach, teaching blacks to hate white people for enslaving them by the fact that all the black slaves were enslaved by blacks in the African slave wars and sold to slaves, and that black enslavement was long underway before there were any southern cotton plantations, period. And they also forget to tell them that a lot of the blacks in the country, in the United States, they also had slaves. We've talked about that in old Danks in, in here in our show. And, and, you know, and I'm not saying that slavery is right by any means. It was an absolute abomination. It was horrible what happened, but it's still going on today you know, in, you know, in the Middle Eastern and Africa. It's still going on right now. But, but you know, all of this stuff you know, has come back in and destroyed the United States, especially the South. Now, remember, I'm a Southerner by birth, but my entire DNA is German. 
I mean, my my parents, my mother immigrated from Germany in 52. My dad's parents immigrated from Germany, you know, in the late 1800s. I mean, I'm pure German DNA, and I don't have a bone to pick with people in the South because I wasn't here. Neither was my family when the slavery stuff was going on. But I look at it from a historical perspective. I mean, in the 21st century, all remained of the South were statues and memorials. Now they're pretty much gone. You know, the Virginia Military Academy, where Stonewall Jackson was a professor, removed his statue. I mean, why would they do that? Stonewall Jackson was one of the greatest generals ever. You know, they, Richard Virginia removed Robert E. Lee's statue. Lee's Army of Northern Virginia prevented the Union Army from looting and burning Richmond, but the propaganda has turned Lee Jackson and all who resisted, you know, Lincoln's invasion from heroes to racist oppressors. Uh, I remember reading an article in Counterpunch by some guy who basically said that Robert E. Lee was beating his 200 slaves and enjoying it. Lee apparently owned one inherited slave, Nancy Ruffin, and her three children who took and looked after Lee's mother. And, and basically in 1935, Lee wrote to his brother that these are all the race of my possession, and Lee will be will prepared in 1846, says that Nancy and her children are to be liberated so soon as it be done to their advantage. And so all of this stuff happens repeatedly all of the time by these people who are doing this stuff, who are lying about what happened. And so if you don't see what's happened here in the United States and what they've done as far as destroying our culture, you won't see the truth. But all of this stuff continues to happen all of the time. What do you think, Austin? You're exactly right. I mean, this is what they've done repeatedly now with the media, with YouTube, with the social media platforms. And if you've noticed now, almost every time Hollywood comes out with a movie, they always have to make sure that they bring in this social justice warrior theme to try to prove some point. This is one of the reasons why Top Gun Maverick did so big because they didn't have a bunch of woke garbage that just irritated everybody trying to make everybody feel guilty for simply being born. (laughs) And that's the concept that seems to elude so many of these individuals that are in the school board is that nobody cares about Nobody cares about any of their ideas that they're wanting to promote because most people don't agree with any of them. You have the few select minority percentage of the population that's a hardcore devout communist. That's what it is. They're they're communists, and they think that the entire rest of the population needs to fall in line with their ideas and their values even though they're as warped and perverted as they can get. This is why I've told you before I have not – nor will I ever go on and continue to comply or allow or agree with this entire transgender pedophile movement that they're trying to push onto these young children, period. I will not be silent about it. I will never be quiet about it. I will never agree with it, nor will I ever conform with it, and I definitely will not endorse it because it's clearly what I just called it. It's a transgender pedophile movement in order to pervert the younger population. When you have grown adults talking about sexual engagements with young children in school, that's not okay under any circumstances at all, ever, period. It was like the kind of joke we had back when they had this don't say gay bill in Florida. And what was interesting about it is it had nothing to do with that whatsoever. Never never had a reference to that. They The transgender pedophile movement – just intentionally coined that name on it because they wanted to make sure that everybody tried to push this thing out of the uh, out of the out of the house. They didn't want it getting passed. And we had a joke down here, and I said, 
when did it when they said oh well you can't we're, we're making it you know essentially illegal to promote any of this sexual orientation sexual identity any of this weird stuff to children under third grade and I, we joked about it and I said well when was that normal to talk to first and second graders about this this was actually okay and the answer was to these hardcore perverted communists that in my opinion are pedophile sympathizers yeah they did think it was okay. They've been doing it apparently, and it was a real wake-up call to a lot of people that realized, uh, yeah, this is happening right now, and it's continually happening. That's why it is so important to make sure you're doing the best you can to protect your children in any way, shape, or form. I talked to a good friend of mine last night on the phone. He's an extremely uh, really, really good diesel mechanic in Central Florida. He's been extremely successful in his field, and he has a son, and they have him in a uh, local Christian school and uh, that actually my siblings used to go to, and he talked to me last night. He said, hey, buddy, he goes, do you have any other ideas or options? He goes, I'm paying a extensive amount of money for my son to be in the school, and the school's getting worse and worse and worse, and it was a Christian school, I thought, except it seems to pander to everybody except Christians. I said, oh, join the club. I said, my dad and I dealt with this, you know, over a decade ago. I said, when it's a alleged Christian school, but it seems to submit and conform to every other religion except Christianity. I said, that's when you start realizing it's not a Christian school. And I told him, I said, well, we, we've started, we built together this homeschool co-op that has been growing extremely well over the last two years now. And I said, you know, I'll give you the information if you want to look at it. And I said, but... I said, I'll tell you this. I said, a lot of the ladies that are involved in this school, I said, they're all very picky for good reason, as am I. I said, not too long ago, there was a mother that wanted to come in and uh, brought her kids over to school, her, her daughter and her son. And they wanted to kind of do a test day on Monday to kind of see if the school was going to work for them. And, of course, if we were essentially going to sign off on it. And one of the girls, I didn't, I didn't tell anybody this. this. This was just, just like last week. Lana came home and she told me, she goes, you don't believe what we had in the school today. And I said, what is what happened? She goes, well, this lady brought her kids in. I said, okay. And she goes, her daughter was in Hunter's class. I said, okay. And she goes, the first thing she does when she gets in the class, is she goes, I've been kicked out of every school I've been in. Every school I go to, everybody hates me, and I'm going to make sure everybody hates me here. Literally what this girl said, and Lana was in the class because she was working with the teacher, and they she looked at the teacher she noticed. She goes, okay, this is going to be interesting, and the girl was so disruptive. She had such lack of discipline and was so disrespectful. Finally, by the end of the day, they had to have a meeting with the teachers. All the teachers came together. They said, we got a problem. We've got this lady here that's bringing her kids here. And this isn't okay. This 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 isn't a fit. We can't we can't have her here with with this. And so they met with the, the mom and they said, you know, listen, I just think it's you know probably not the best fit here for you. You know, I think you just probably need to go look at a different school. And the lady freaked out. She goes, well, you you can't tell me I can't put my kid here. And she goes, well, actually, we can. This is a private homeschool Christian school. This is not an available public option. You can go to any other option. She goes, well, I thought this was going to be a good fit for us finally. And she and the one main teacher said, listen, I'm not involved in your business, but I'm telling you right now. 
it's really important that you start actually looking at how you are raising your children instead of expecting that outside figure and outside agency such as a school to raise your children because clearly there's some problems here. And the lady got super upset and finally was like, okay, fine, I'm done and left. And I told Lana, I said, this is very important that you guys are active in this. I said, because this is not a school that we put together so that every single person that's having a bunch of problems with their kids because they don't want to instill discipline or biblical values on their children, and they want to put them here because they're problem kids. I said, I've seen this happen many of times at Christian schools where you have a family that essentially doesn't want to raise their kids correctly, and they want somebody else to raise them. And so they try to pawn them off any place they can, and they keep getting continually kicked out of schools because of behavioral issues. So the reason why I'm saying all this is when you have something as precious as young children, you have to do everything you can to try to protect them the best you can. There are a lot of people out there that do not have the same values, that do not have the same biblical beliefs. I think most of you guys all understand where I'm going with this. It is crucial that you shield your children the best you possibly can because there are some people out there that actually enjoy corrupting young children, as we have now seen in the public school system, and they actually enjoy promoting this perversion. It is crucial you keep raising little Americans and you protect your children from this as much as possible because this is going to get much worse. I wish I could give you guys a great heads up on, oh, it's starting to get a lot better. It is not. It is getting much, much worse. There's a reason why they're continually going out now and promoting drag queen story hours at schools and libraries. There's a reason why they're pushing this stuff. There's a reason why the news keeps covering it. That's why if you guys notice, I don't cover a lot of that stuff. I'll bring it up occasionally, especially when it's a very, very – explicit situation that I'm trying to warn everybody about and give them a heads up on, but I don't cover a lot of it because I'm not going to give it any light at all because it's horrific and it's perverted and it needs to be talked about, but it also does not need to be continually brought up so that we can normalize it. That's what they have been doing over the last decade now is slowly normalizing this behavior and slowly coming in and saying, well, you have to be inclusive. Oh, you have to be accepting. Oh, you just need to just just deal with it. It's okay. It's just the new normal. It's not the new normal in my book. It's not the new normal in dad's book. And as far as I'm concerned, all of our listeners are not going to allow it to be the new normal where they are. Because once you start letting this come into play, once you start allowing this to occur in a society, it knows no bounds. That's why I brought up the reference to Sodom and Gomorrah and all the other references. When you start having this perversion get a foothold, it doesn't stop there. You can't allow any of it to come in because once it becomes normalized, it spreads. Also, to another new switching gears, I want to bring this up because this is something that was a bit strange and it's gotten very little coverage and now it's suddenly disappeared from the media this morning. A massive fire has allegedly now been contained at the Tennessee Uranium Processing Facility Nuclear safety officials say everything is good now. The fire has been put out. This is at the Y-12 complex, which is an uranium processing area in building 9212. Um, if you guys know anything, we've talked about it in detail. Uh, Y-12 in the nuclear complex, Y-12 national security complex, manufactures 
a huge percentage of America's nuclear weapons. Allegedly, it's what they tell us at least. It employs almost 8,000 people, and it's a security complex with the Y-12 that was originally started under the Manhattan Project. If you guys don't know what that is, look it up. That was essentially the research and development undertaking during World War II that produced the first nuclear weapons. They went in, and they started actually making these facilities, and there were primarily three facilities that were secretive which was interesting enough about it, is they actually went in and they started to build these industrial uranium nuclear essentially building complexes, and they did it in like local areas, and they did it intentionally to keep it all hidden so there was really no knowledge of it whatsoever. And uh, yeah, it's been very interesting. It brought in the nuclear age and the atomic bomb and all the other stuff that came along with it. And one thing that's interesting about it is this facility was part of one of the first three that they built under the Manhattan Project, and suddenly it caught on fire yesterday. And again, may have been something minute, may have been something minor. I don't know, but I find it to be very interesting that out of all the stuff that's continually happening right now, that occurs. And um, it seems like almost every day, and I have to say that, it seems like almost every single day something strange is happening right now. It does. It does. It's like every single day, some weird, bizarre incident. And, you know, we were, I was joking about that with our producer and dad before the show. He made a comment about, you know, the Daily Clown Show. And it's just, you know, it's like going to Ripley's Believe It or Not, he said. Every single day it's this new bizarre event that's occurring. And I don't think it's by accident, guys. It's just like I said earlier. How do you get people used to insane things happening? Well, you continually normalize them. You make things occur. You cause things to happen, and you continually tell everybody, oh, it's totally fine. I mean when we have the alleged sitting president of the United States allegedly take a secret trip into a alleged war zone that's allegedly getting shelled from long-range missiles and artillery – and allegedly walk around an open landscape with no body armor and minimal security detail in an active war zone, allegedly. And I'm saying allegedly very clearly because I don't believe hardly anything that we were told to begin of this week to go meet with one of the most corrupt presidents we've ever instilled in a puppet regime that in his music videos likes to run around in high heels and tights. Um, you got to kind of wonder what in the world is actually really truly going on and what are they intentionally covering up all across the country right now. And so again, it's really important. People continue to stay strong, stay alert, stay awake, and also keep getting the truth out there. I cannot reiterate that anymore. It is all our duty right now in this current time and age to continue to speak up for what we truly believe. What do you think, Dad? You gotta you gotta remember the tights were leathers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, <laughs> leather, <laughs> leather tights with high heels. Uh, <laughs> gosh, you can't even make this crap up. I mean, if, you if, are, if you haven't seen the video, guys, you you could check it out. I warn you, it's very weird. But yes, that was Zelensky in leather tights and high heels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but it's just it's just it, it's just. And then you got this kid who's like the demon child coming into the homeschool group they've got to get rid of. And, uh, you know, it's just, and, and you got to remember what the Bible says, a bad company corrupts good character. you got to remember yep. that. That's really important. And we all know kids that were really good, and they get started hanging out with the wrong kids, and the, the bad kids don't get better in the vast majority of cases, usually because there's more bad kids than there are good kids. If you put one good kid in a group of ten bad kids, 
99.99% sure that bad kids, that good kids will start taking over the behavioral patterns of the bad kid. That's why you can't put a child like that that's that disruptive and bragging about being thrown out of all the schools into a homeschool group basically cause more conflict because then the kids are going to start picking up on that behavioral pattern and then pretty soon everybody starts acting like a bunch of weirdos. And again, it goes back to operating classical conditioning. I can't believe I said that. Ouch. Ooh. From a parental yeah. standpoint, I mean, you know, when you constantly reinforce a child, let me give you a perfect example. And I know you guys love dogs. A lot of you guys love cats. I got all that. You love your pets. I got that. And you guys, you love your children. The same thing happens like when you're training an animal or training a dog. If you do certain types of behavior over and over and over again, like if you give the dog human food and you heat up chicken for the dog, and pretty soon you don't heat the chicken one day and you drop the cold chicken down to, for the dog to eat, the dog doesn't want to eat it now because it's not hot. You condition that animal to want to eat hot chicken. Now, if you let it sit long enough, the dog will end up eating it because you get hungry enough. But then if you come back in and you heat the chicken for him, he'll wait longer and longer the next time to get the chicken to a temperature that he thinks is going to be enjoyable. And the same thing is true when you walk the dog, when you train. I, I know a lot about training of animals. It's just classical and operating conditioning, and that's all it is. It is you just, it's reinforcement continuums. You know, you, you praise them when they do well. You tell them no when they do badly. And the same thing is true with children. I can't believe I'm saying that Skinner stuff, but it's true. When kids are doing well, you have to reinforce them. When they're doing badly, you got to say no. You can't do that. But a lot of parents don't do that. A lot of parents are, have, have a laissez-faire attitude about their kids, and they let the kids do whatever they want. A lot of people have a laissez-faire attitude about their animals, and they let the animals do whatever they want. You know, I'm not going to train the dog. I want him to run free and be himself. No, he's an animal. If you run free and let him be himself, it's going to be a nightmare trying to deal with him. And same thing with, you know, everything. I mean, you don't, you can't allow animals to do whatever they want. You can't allow children, this is another terrible metaphor with animals, to do what they want. You've got to tell them up and you've got to train them up in the way they should go is what the Bible says. And when they are old, they'll not depart from it. In other words, keep the kids on a behavioral system. In other words, don't, and let me say something, let me say something to you. It's not about spanking the kids every month. It's not. It's don't 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 get me started on all that. I could do a whole program on just you know behavioral issues. It's not about making them run running laps every single month. It's about every time they make a mistake, you condition them to not make that mistake. You make them do what I do with my kids. I had them do push ups and laps primarily. That's what the main thing was. You know, we used the redwood paddle every once in a while when we were when they were younger. But when they get past the ages eight or nine or ten, that, that, that doesn't really work anymore. Then it's more positive reinforcement is going to do it. And if you re, and in most cases, if they're not hanging out with the wrong kids, the positive reinforcement will really make tremendous changes on them. But also remember this. Keep the kids off the social media because that's the biggest continuum, reinforcement continuum they're going to run into. That's why some of these kids are killing themselves and committing suicide because now they have you know, you know 100 followers or 1,000 followers, in some cases millions of followers, and these followers are pushing them and pushing them and pushing them by giving them likes, giving them likes, giving them likes, and all of a sudden they start getting these negative feedback from these people, and they're now they're frustrated and stressed out. Their cortisol through the roof. They don't know what to do anymore because people don't like them anymore. What they don't realize is that the vast majority of the people on social media don't even know who you are. They don't care about you. They saw a video you did on TikTok one time of your child listening to me right now. They thought it was cool. They liked you. And now they're following you, but they don't know you. They don't even know your name in most cases. You know, they're not going to show up if you have a high school graduation to come support you, if they, or if you got a problem with one of your friends, they're not going to come up and try to talk to you and be friends with you if they're living a thousand or two thousand miles away. This social media has done more to change the hearts and the minds of the kids in the United States than anything else has ever done in the, in the recent future, in the recent in the recent recent history. And so keep your kids off of this stuff. And, and they constantly are being reinforced to change. Remember, all of this stuff is to invert God's order. That's what it's all about. I'm going to read you part of a trend. You know, Putin did a transcript, did a, did, a, did a speech on Tuesday. 
And uh, it basically was a state of affairs in the Ukraine on Tuesday. And, of course, Biden goes over there to basically create this giant news flash, news story, basically to prevent Putin's story from receiving top billing. And if Biden ever went there, which I don't think he did, it was a body double. And basically, you know, Putin basically has his entire you know, newscast that he promotes to the whole country. Basically, they shut the feed down. They hacked it like they do with us so many times. But I'm going to read you part of his transcript. Here's what he says. This is part of what he says. And here they lie constantly. They pervert historical facts and attack our culture constantly. The Russian Orthodox Church and other religious organizations in our country see what they do to their own peoples, the destruction of the family, the cultural and national identity, perversion, mockery of children, and pedophilia are declared the norm, the norm of their life. And priests are forced to bless same-sex marriages. Does God be with them? Let them do what they want. What do I mean by this? Adults, and I agree with Putin on this, adults have the right to live as they want. We have always thought like this in Russia, and we always will. Now, I'm going to stop off this for a second. I'm going to say something here. If a person, and Austin and I have talked about this on the show, if a person wants to be, you know, and they're 25 years old or whatever, and they want to be a cross-dresser, and they want to or be a transgender or be gay, whatever they want to do, I don't care what they do, as long as they're not trying to groom kids. That's their life. They can deal with that with God, you know, on the other side of the veil. Good luck. That's all I can say about that one. But the reality is this. If that's what they choose to do you know, in a free society, whatever, whatever floats their boat. I mean, it's not going to affect me because I don't associate with people who do all that kind of stuff. But keep them away from the children. They don't have a right to come into your children and tell them they should be doing the same type of behavior. They don't have a right to be a transgender with transgender story time hour, get up on the stage in a dress and have no underwear on and flash their genitalia to the children. That's perversion, guys. I don't care how you how you how you slice it. Same thing with the Catholic Church, allowing these priests to rape these young children. That's perversion. And they pay off the people's parents to prevent them from going to lawsuit. They settle with them to prevent these priests from going to prison. And it's sickening. It's sickening, sickening, sickening to me. It happens all over the world in all these different areas. Now, I'm going to continue on this. No one will invade your private life in Russia. We're not going to do this. But I want to tell them. Look at the Holy Scriptures. This is Putin saying this. Look at the Holy Scriptures, the main books of all of the other world religions. Everything is said there, including that the family is the union of a man and a woman. But these sacred texts are now in doubt, according to these people. For example, it was just reported that the Anglican Church plans to consider the idea of gender-neutral God. What can we say? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. I'm going to repeat that. Putin says this. What can we say? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Why couldn't we have a leader like this in the United States? I mean, seriously, we have Biden. Is that never mind? With Hunter's laptop and the perversion, millions of people in the West understand that they are headed towards real spiritual disaster. The elites—I'm not going to call them elites—the Kabbalah scum have gone crazy, and it seems that they are untreatable. But as I said, these are not their problems, and we must protect our children. <laughs> I'm. Well, I, mean, I just I said that wrong. But as I said, these are their problems, and we must protect our children and do – and we will do this. We will protect our children from degradation and degeneration. This is the leader of Russia. Now, I hate to say it, but the vast majority of the population of the United States that are Christians should be supporting Russia and not Zelensky. And I, it's, just, it's just so important that we get that. And, and, and when we also look back at what happened with the southern states and how they erased the respect from the children to the parents, when I was raised, we didn't have you know yes sir and no sir in the house because number one, my dad and my mom were divorced, but and we didn't have yes ma'am and no ma'am because my mom was German. 
but I heard it from all of my neighbors and all my neighbors' children. And when they spoke to their parents, it was always, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And the northern states never did that. They never showed true respect like they needed to to their parents. That was a southern tradition. That was a southern culture, and they wanted to destroy that. You know, we're going to go back to Robert E. Lee. He spent his life in the U.S. Army fighting Indians and Mexicans for Washington as a superintendent of West Point. You know, in his old age, he defended his state, Virginia, from a northern invasion and lived on the battlefield. There were no place for slaves in his life. The slaves Lee had contact with were those of his father-in-law. When his father-in-law died, Lee had to settle the estate and pay off the debts. He worked the slaves to pay off the estate's debts and executed a deed of manition for the enslaved people of the Curtis estate. Lee opposed succession. He did not want the United States to split up. President Lincoln offered Lee, Robert E. Lee Union, Army Command. He asked Robert E. Lee to lead the Union Army. Lincoln did. President-day Americans don't realize that those days Americans saw themselves primarily as citizens of states. Lee refused the command, saying that he would not bring the war to his own country. When Lee realized the South could no longer survive with its limited manpower and resources because of the amount of transcription that was taking place and the Hessians and all the money that was coming in from the Rothschild banking cartel to support the northern states, he realized that the North's endless resources because of the Rothschilds, he made his attempt on Washington in order to bring the war to an end. But the success was denied him. Lee had lost Stonewall Jackson, who was probably one of the greatest generals of all time, to friendly fire, and Lee's dashing cavalry general failed to inform him what happened with the Union's army movements. Prior to his entry into Pennsylvania, Lee told the Army of Northern Virginia that we make war only upon armed men. In other words, he was specifically talking about Sherman and Sheridan. He was saying we don't kill women and children. He says this prior to his entry into Pennsylvania. He told his army of northern Virginia that you only make war against armed men. We cannot take vengeance for the wrongs of our people have suffered without lowering ourselves in the eyes of all of those whose abhorrence has been excited by the atrocities of our enemies. President Dwight D. Eisenhower, who I don't care for, by the way, but he did some good things, but he did some really bad things with starving Germans to death after the war. He was a five-star general who commanded the Normandy invasion in the Second World War. He had Lee's portrait on the Oval Office basically for the eight years of his presidency. Eisenhower said of Lee, and Eisenhower's right. I will quote him on this, that he was right. A nation of men of Lee's caliber would be unconquerable in spirit and soul. And now we have this you know, Secretary of Defense who's been taught by white liberals to hate white people, especially Southerners who fought according to the Civil War, which nobody's alive today fought the Civil War. They've misused their power to remove Confederate memorial memorials and the stand that stands over the Confederate war dead buried at Arlington's National Cemetery, which was Lee's home, by the way. Arlington National Cemetery is the land that was confiscated by Robert E. Lee by the U.S. government because they started burying the dead there and seized his entire estate in Washington. That's, that's, that's basically Arlington Cemetery. Having stolen the land, Washington is now going to steal the fact that Confederate soldiers are also buried at Arlington. This erasure of history has been carried out in order to please a few of these political activists who have been indoctrinated to think the South fought to preserve slavery and not because the South was invaded and not because the South wanted to maintain states' rights because they were loosely grouped. They, they basically had their own constitutions. They could do whatever they wanted to do. And so this is basically saying that, that these people have to be erased, that this history has to be erased. You know, This is the same thing they talked about in George Orwell. Isn't it? In 1984, that all the monuments and everything had to be taken down in order that no one would remember what happened in the past. You know, Lee was probably one of the greatest men in the history of the world. He lived in exemplary fashion. Both the United States and the Confederate States of America he led them amazingly. 
And he was highly regarded during his time for more than a century after his death. In recent years, he's been besmirched by ignorant hate mongers, unfit to mention his name. When greatness is denied and filth is honored, the country is dead. Now, I'm reading to you partially from you know, an article that Paul Craig Roberts wrote calling Erasing a Country's History Also Erases the Country, that I'll post on the website. But we have to understand that if we do not stand in the gap with the people who can't stand in the gap, like we do on the Ted and Austin Brewer show, then why are we different? You know, the thing about it is when we have Christianity as the bulwark against this stuff, the, the giant dam not to be allowed to be broken against the onslaught of the evil that we see in this country, and we stand with the most high God, and then we realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, and we realize that we have to be on our knees and we have to pray on a regular basis and ask God to direct and guide us in everything that we do think and say. When we do that, we soon begin to realize and understand that without God in the center part of this, and they knew this with the Darwinian stuff they started back in the 1800s, that they had to take God out of the centerpiece. That without God, the human beings basically degrade that of animalistic behavioral patterns and human sacrifice and abortion and, and all the stuff that we see with the sacrifice of the ancient Canaanite demons of Baal and Asherah and Balak and all the sick things that people did from the ancient times and the Egyptian gods. And we understand that, that when these things, these entities you know, that were developed and basically grown into the proportions that they are through the angel wars, which I'll talk about here in a few weeks, they basically are going to destroy any culture they get involved in. Because they're going to take Christianity out of the culture that has been around and been the bulwark for thousands of years to stand against this evil of all of this stuff from these other entities. Because our battle is not against flesh and blood guys. That's why you got to pray on a regular basis. And allow yourself to understand that we're not in this world. We're not of this world, but we're passing through this world. Keep yourself as pure as you can. I mean if you go to a party some friends are having or whatever and it goes sideways on you and you know it ain't right to be there anymore, just step out. Just say, I got to go, walk out the door, tell the host or whatever, you got to leave. But don't allow yourself to be involved in stuff that you know you shouldn't be involved in as far as, you know, when they start drinking or doing drugs and all that kind of stuff. If you go to a party or people get drunk and they get belligerent or they start blaspheming God, just step away. You don't have to be in places like that. And if you think that stuff's going to happen, there's a pretty good possibility you probably need to say to yourself, in fact, this is really what you should do. I don't think I'm going to put myself in that situation because I'm not going to allow myself to be put in a place of compromise. Always remember that kind of stuff. Just be careful. Think about what you're doing and how is it going to affect you long-term-wise. Really important about drinking and driving. Oh, gosh, guys, I don't even want to say that to you, but don't do that ever, 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 ever drink and drive. It's not worth it. It's not worth what can happen to you for the rest of your life if you get a DUI. Very, very important that we maintain control over our surroundings and what we do. Be careful who you associate with. Remember, guys, bad companies going to corrupt good character. It doesn't happen with kids either, just, just children. It will happen with adults too. And train your children up the way they should go, and when they're older, not depart from it, like I said earlier in the show, and make them realize that behavioral patterns in certain types of people need to be avoided. And we'll raise these little Americans like we're supposed to in the fear of God Almighty and the love of Jesus Christ and the and filling of the Holy Spirit so they can – stand against this onslaught that's so encompassing now the world in the United States, this circus clown show, like Austin said at the beginning, the dancing clowns and the dancing elephants. And every day you turn your newspaper or turn your iPad on or turn your computer on to read the news, you go, what the heck again? Again, another train derailment? Again, now a fire at a nuclear facility? Again, on and on and on it goes as the circus show continues as they give us entertainment for the masses as we sit inside of their Petri dish, as they experiment on us with mRNA vaccines. This is insane. 
That's why you got to keep your hearts and minds in Christ all the days of your life because this is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad, and we will put on the full armor of God, and we will always stand. That's what I think, Austin. What do you think, bud? You're 100% right. You're absolutely right on it, and that's why I've told people you've got to decide. You have to solidify your convictions before you get put in a precarious situation. And what I mean by that is you have to look at certain things that are happening, certain details that may occur, certain positions that you may be put in, and understand where you're going to be on those. If you know you're going to be in a situation and it's pretty likely you're going to be there, you need to already know how you're going to handle it. If you know you might be going somewhere and you know there's a high probability you're going to get in a conflict and there's no exit out of it, you need to know how to handle yourself. If you know you're going somewhere and you know that there's going to be people that are basically – that are going to be against Christ and against God Almighty, you need to have the prayer and the scripture to bring stuff up and say, okay, if this goes here, I'm going to address this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to be vocal about it. It's the same thing I've told you guys before, just like that always says. One of the simplest things you can do, just simplistic when you go out, is pray out loud with your family when you're out at a meal anywhere. And showing reverence to God Almighty. I had a conversation about this with a friend a while back ago, and he's like, he goes, I understand, you know, like thanking, thanking God for the blessing and so forth. He's like, but you know, do you really have to do it like out loud? I said, we don't have to do anything. I said, we all have free will. I said, just put it that way. You don't have to do anything. Let's just clarify that. And I said, my simple concept on it that I've always kind of thought is that you're showing reverence, you're showing thankfulness. To God Almighty for not only being alive, (laughs) but the fact that you're able to eat a good meal and you have your family or you have your friends with you and you're able to do so and go out somewhere. And it's this simple act of respect because when somebody really is helping you or supporting you or doing something for you, they just – it doesn't take a lot, but everybody likes to feel important. And I think God Almighty is the same way. I think he likes to have support. I think he likes to have people say, hey, thank you. Thank you, Yahweh. I appreciate this. This is really, really awesome. I really appreciate the ability to be able to do this because, quite frankly, I think everybody realizes that your life can be taken in a second. You may not wake up tomorrow. It happens, man. People die every single day. And God's a just God. And I mean, you read back the Old Testament. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm thankful we're not in our Old Testament law anymore and all the stuff that was going on back then. And what's interesting, you know, like I talked to you before when I was reading about in Samuel where Yahweh was talking about going to attack the Amalekites and destroy every single thing that belongs to them. Do not spare them. Put to death every man, woman, children, infant, cattle, sheep, camel, donkey. Everything goes under the sword. And he blatantly tells when he was telling the Israelites that, he goes, it's not because I'm doing this really for you because you guys don't deserve any of this. I'm doing this because the people there are so perverted and so sadistic, nothing can be left living because everything is corrupted. Those same individuals have never gone away. They were there before the flood. They were there after the flood. They were after the Israelites went into the promised land. They've continued to go on. They were the same Pharisees that were doing the unjust scales. They were the same ones that wanted to crucify Christ and release Barabbas. The same ones keep doing the same thing. And once you finally understand who these individuals are, what their root motive is, and what they are actually capable of from a sadistic, satanic nature, 
you realize that there can be no tolerance as far as your belief in Christ and God Almighty. You have to be solidified, and you have to know what your convictions are. You can't wait until you get in that position. I've had people before. They bring that stuff up to me, and this is the typical you know, idea that you hear from a lot of people. They go, well, I'm not really worried about you know, stacking up any food or being prepared whatsoever or actually having a preparedness mindset or even just having some beans and rice. You know, if if, if something happens, you know, I'm just going to show up at your house, Austin, because I know you got everything. And I'll just dead stare and look at him in the face. I won't even respond. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. I won't even laugh. They'll write, right, right? What are you talking about, dude? Why in the world would I possibly invite you into my home? Why in the world am I even hanging out with you right now if that is your mindset and that's your ideology? We don't even go together at all if that's your mindset. I've told this people before. We're not even cool. Like the fact you even made a joke like that shows me where you are. And I mean that sincerely to people. Why in the world are you going to wait until you're in a precarious situation to decide to start getting prepped for something? Why in the world do you think if you are getting in an altercation or a physical altercation, suddenly you're going to be a world-renowned jiu-jitsu competitor when you've never taken one single course of karate or fighting or anything? Suddenly you're just going to do it on the spot. Newsflash, Hollywood isn't real. Twitter isn't a real place. Social media isn't real. People have gotten this concept now where they think they can just suddenly do stuff on a whim. There's not much more than two to three days of food in most people's houses. It's not by accident. It's by design. The entire concept of being self-sufficient has been eroded from the American population's mindset. We saw this during covid We saw the mindset of people going into stores and stockpiling toilet paper for no legitimate purpose whatsoever other than other people were doing it. That is the mindset that has now been instilled in the general population, and it is a failure mindset. It is not a preparedness mindset. It is not a biblical mindset. It is a failure mindset. It is a, I'm going to wait until the last possible second. I'm not going to have a food bucket. I'm not going to take nutrient precautions. I'm not going to take supplements that I know can keep me strong and healthy. I'm just going to wait until the last minute when the clock's about to strike midnight. Then I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do. That is complete and total failure being set up in advance. So again, I reiterate, make sure you know what your convictions are before you get put in a situation. Have discussions with your spouse or your family or your friends, your close friends. Have discussions with them. Say, hey, what's contingency plan if we had some type of event occur and we can't go to the store? doesn't matter what it is. You don't have to try to come up with some nefarious plot and simply say, what if we don't have the ability to go to the store? What if the stores don't have food and we don't have supplies? What do we do? Oh, well, I've got X amount of water stashed up here. I've got filtration here. I've got some food buckets. If those fail, I've got some backup MREs. And then I also have food that I'm growing or I have places that I'm going and hunting. And you have option A, B, C, and D, plus, plus, plus. I encourage you, my friends, continue to look at those. That's why I've encouraged people over the years, make sure, and I know a lot of people thought this was weird years ago. You talk to any anybody that's ever been in the service, especially guys that have done ops, rangers, and SEALs, they always have a carry bag with them in their truck. 
always, always, always keep a bag with you, especially when you're going out of town. Now, if you're driving around, you know, the, going around the office, you don't have to be walking around with a backpack. I'm not talking about that all the time. I'm paranoid. What I mean is if you're traveling somewhere and you're going further than essentially you could walk home in a day, have a gear bag with you. Have some extra food in it, some extra water, some filtration, some medical supplies, some security supplies, hard maps. It's a concept that's eluded a lot of people. You can go get those from AAA for free, especially if you're going to an area that you're not well-versed in you don't know. Understand your area where you're going because, like I said and Dad said earlier, this things that are, these things that are starting to occur on a daily basis, they're not by happenstance. You see the writing on the wall. I mean you saw that and read about it with Joseph. He goes, you're going to have seven years of plenty and you're going to have seven years of famine. You know what's going to happen. I'm telling you what's going to happen. We're getting the writing on the wall right now. So continue to stay updated on what you need to. Don't live in fear. You can live in peace. But be prepared for any possible scenario. I told you guys the other day, it caught me off guard with the whole thing in Ohio. And I had a scenario play out in my head that I have never thought about before. And usually I'm, I'm usually pretty well versed. And it was the fact of what happens if we have a CSX railway train derail in Arbordale that's carrying – chemical supplies that does what happened in Ohio. And you've got some absolute blithering morons that decide to drain 1.1 gallons of vinyl chloride onto the ground and ignite it on fire. By the way, I'm with dad. I don't think that was under any circumstances accidental. That's just my opinion. Not blaming anybody, but I am saying that was pretty stupid. What if that happens in your area? I mean, the railroad tracks are about a quarter of a mile, half a mile away from me where I'm sitting right now. What do you do? What do you grab? I told you guys before. I grab some food buckets and I grab some ultimate multiple powder. If I had to grab what's in my hands, jump in my truck and head home. That's what I grab. Right now, what do you got to do? You got to bail out. Now, those scenarios aren't something you need to sit and ponder on all day and live in fear and wreathe your hands together and go, oh my gosh, what happens? What happens? But think about it. Have the thought cross your mind. Discuss it with people that are well-versed as far as you are as well and say, okay, this is what we need to do. This is what we're going to do if it happens, and this is the plan. Understand your game plan and understand your convictions and where you are and what you believe before the situation arises the best you possibly can. I cannot reiterate that anymore right now, Dad. What do you think? Tell you, tell you, you're absolutely right. Let me tell you a story. I don't really share the stuff on the show because it's really deeply personal. But I remember years ago, I, you know, when Biden was talking about sending the National Guard to basically force in that, the vaccines, force us to take the COVID shot. And uh, I told uh, Sharon, she was, you know, still alive back then. And, you know, my wife of 38 years, I told her, I said, you know, what do you want to do if this happens? I mean, I said, I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going there. I said, this will be my last hill. I'm going to defend myself and whatever. And uh, she was funny. She looked at me kind of funny. She said, get me an AR-15. And so Austin's right. In the event that you have to do something and you've got to choose to defend you or your family against you know anybody, this invasion from China or whatever, which I don't think will ever happen, but an invasion from tyranny into your home to be forced to be hauled off to a FEMA camp. Or even let's make it a much simpler thing. If you have to make a decision on vaccines and what you're going to do with the baby, you know, before the baby's born, all of these decisions that are so important, they need to be discussed in advance. And if you know you're going to go into a situation which you're going to be putting yourself in a precarious situation and, and you're carrying deadly force, there's a really high probability you need to avoid it. 
quite frankly, you need to avoid all of that stuff and not put yourself in those types of positions. So always remember that. Always be that person that is willing to say, I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't think I'm going to go there because this is not that hill that I'm on. Pick your hills very, very wisely, my friends. We're all going to go see Jesus if we're saved anyhow, just not yet. And let's be here as long as we possibly can to do the best we possibly can. I love you guys, and I appreciate you. Awesome to finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well said. And, you know, I, I had a conversation last night with one of Lana's friends, and she was very frustrated because they went to go get the religious exemption forms from the local health department. And they set up a appointment, which you have to do now, and it's like one or two days during the week for like this couple-hour section. They're making it more and more difficult. I'm giving you guys this a heads up right now, just letting you know this. And so she set up the appointment. She went over the time frame. She got there at her appointment time, and they said, oh, we're sorry. We don't have anybody here right now to meet with you on this. She goes, there's multiple staff here. Oh, no, sorry. You're going to have to reschedule for another time. And she was super upset. She goes, what do you mean? She goes, I'm here to get a religious exemption. You can't deny me that. Oh, currently, that she gave her some stupid statute as far as that, you know, in the ability that a public health emergency or something has occurred, and they don't have the ability to meet the demands that they can cancel appointments. And she was flustered. Now she's trying to reschedule it again. They are going to make it more and more difficult as much as they can for people to not be able to exercise their rights. You have to be the one that maintains and stands up for your right, my friends. I can't encourage that anymore. You have to maintain your right or else they will be trampled on by individuals that want to take it from you. Continue to keep up the truth, the faith. Continue to stay strong and healthy, my friends. If you need anything, be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com. Y'all voted for the magnesium and malic acid. It's on sale product of the week. And be sure if you have any questions or needs as far as with toxicity protection, check out the toxin protection kit. Very simplistic, very effective in acetylcysteine, liver support, and iodine on the front page of the website at healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.